and welcome to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. You're tuned into the Check Engine Podcast. We're hosted on Anchor.fm and streamed worldwide on all the platforms that you use to listen to your favorites. Nick, Andrew, and Tristan are back behind the hot microphones for the second time here in 2023. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? It's going just dandy. Going just dandy. We, uh finished a home inspection on sunday everything oh, i didn't good. know we're gonna get to talk about this you're you're like you're you're going boom inspection done yeah yeah we're moving oh, shit. yeah congratulations man that's that's amazing yeah like do you do you have do you have dates set how far along are you wait not far not off you can't how, far, how far along are you that's a baby <laughs> question yeah no that's a, no no that's, uh, not, that's not the news <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's amazing. You got the inspection done. Uh, for, I mean, I guess to clarify for those who don't know, uh, you, you've you purchased a home. Yeah, that was it was a crazy Sunday. So uh, uh, not this past weekend, as in like yesterday, Sunday and Saturday, but the weekend before when I was down in Daytona with my dad for our annual trip, sitting in the seats. On Sunday, big race day, get a text saying that we got an accepted offer on a house. (laughs) It was a big old day. And um, as far as uh, when we're moving in and all that kind of stuff, it's it's an interesting one um, because I actually, we bought the house from a teammate on my basketball team Mm. and he didn't have to list it. It was a single party deal. Like we had just over the course of, Hey, what's new with you? I'm looking for a house. I'm looking for a house. Well, what does your house look like? Tell me about your house. And, um, his house checked pretty much all of our boxes. So we just said, Hey, don't list it. Let's just do a single party deal. And, um, Claire and I had already agreed that, um, we're not going to put the condo on the market until we have keys in hand. So it's, it's cool for, it's cool for, him and his family he's got three little kids like they don't have to worry about cleaning up for all the photos and like getting the kids out of the house whenever there's a showing and all that kind of stuff and it's like hey we know you're looking when you find a place cool we'll close and we'll move forward so it's less pressure on them to get out so it's just a good deal all around and also tristan's here (laughs) hey tristan yeah i don't i don't have any news so (laughs) it's just been a been a crummy rainy day my my inner celtic peasant is telling me to grab a whiskey and light a light a single oil lamp around my peat fire and curl up and drive out the falling damps well wait though as we were just talking about before the mics came on you have experienced recently in that same weekend some automotive nirvana that is rare some rare quality yes Yes, um, I was able to um, I was able to actually enjoy driving in a snowstorm, um, which is my uh, my inner Wisconsin uh, coming out where I had been lucky enough to for in most people's minds, lucky enough to travel away from all of our you know few and far between snowstorms this year. Um, so I hadn't really gotten my winter driving in. And uh, it's one of those things that as a person who you know, grew up here and learned how to drive here. Driving in snow every winter is uh, absolutely part of the thing that I look forward to every winter. <laughs> um, and it's it's especially been always great in the cars that I choose to purchase and drive. Um, and I was telling Andrew and Nick before this that like the Outback is just the best word is 
A word I learned from a Star Wars game. Implacable. <laughs> Just unstoppable. Doesn't care. Give me eight, nine, 18 inches of snow. I don't care. You can't stop me. And it was great. I that's that alone. I'm never going to get rid of that car if I live somewhere where it snows. So <laughs> <laughs> the Onyx edition rides again. Yes. Well, this I mean, is, uh, so I guess I would have to ask a follow up question for you driving in the snow. Is it a is it like a rally because rally car thing or is it just like the pure survival of it that that's so appealing to you? It depends on the vehicle. Like so when I had my when I had my Audis and I had the WRX which had fully fully disableable safety features. Yes. And you know, with the disclaimer, you know, trained Wisconsinite on an open road, please do not attempt. Um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, that kind of stuff. That's definitely much more of the let's slide it around as long as there's, you know, nobody I'm going to hit um and have some fun with it. Um the other vehicles, uh, some of my my later Audi station wagons, my Outbacks, um, even the Jeep um, and the Forerunner to a certain extent. That was more just machine versus the elements. Um, you know, the the hubris of the Titanic. God himself could not stop this car. Um, you know, <laughs> kind of kind of kind of feeling. Um, you well. know, now I will hit. Now I will hit an iceberg. So, um, yeah. but uh, it's still uh, that it's a very different feeling depending on the car. I mean, you could definitely, absolutely stop the WRX. Once it got over about five inches of snow, that was too close to the ground. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes so, sense. you know, yeah. So the Outback, the Forerunner, the Jeep, it was much more of a ha ha, try and stop me um, versus the woohoo of some of the other vehicles that were lower to the ground. So. I don't know, man. I just, I just don't, I don't interested to get your take, Andrew, on driving in snow. I just, I don't like anything about winter driving in it, experiencing it. Like I just, (laughs) I mean, it it gives me zero satisfaction to drive. Shame upon his house. Well, I mean, even in the, even in a vehicle that's capable, like Tristan's is like, that might be a little more enjoyable, but I'm just, nah, (laughs) I just don't like anything about it. So interested to hear your take. I like the snow. Well, for me, winter. uh, He's a weird guy because he likes the worst part of winter. Just the cold and the snow and that there must be some misery associated with the uh, with the seasons. You know what I mean? You can't just have like a nothing winter. You need the cold and you need the misery and the blowing snow. And I like shoveling and I like clearing snow and and all that stuff. That's the part that boggles my mind. He likes well, I mean, shoveling. The snowstorm on the way to you dropped yes. about 14 inches here, and I shoveled it all because it seemed fun, and I didn't have to go to work. And it was <laughs> fun. Um, I, I like that. But specifically driving in the snow, I'm kind of of two minds. Uh, I like doing it at times. What I don't like is other people driving in the snow around me because one of the biggest problems that's been caused by people switching to SUVs is a bunch of people who don't know how to drive having severe bouts of overconfidence because they have all-wheel drive and their tires don't slip to remind them that they're stupid 
when they take off from a, from a, uh, you know, a green light. So what that means is they're going down the road 10 to 15 miles an hour faster than they should be because they think it's not slippery and inevitably they just almost hit you. Number one, uh, offender is not even the people in the SUVs or the crossovers, but hundred percent, the pickup truck drivers, because at least well, the, that's SUVs, a problem all the, time. the SUVs and everything else, they at least have a fairly good weight distribution. Unless people are actually loading the entire back of their pickup truck with sand, which no one does. Um, right. You know, they actually don't have four wheel drive. They have like three wheel drive spread out across four wheels. Um, <laughs> and, you know, though those rear tires, you know, maybe sharing the load with the front, but they are not going to stick like they should. And that was what we experienced on our on our winter drive was we were humming merrily along and pickup trucks were spinning all over the road. Yeah, it do be like that. Yeah, it's been some interesting weather around here because like I said, now it's decided it wants to be an Irish winter, four degrees above freezing and raining. (laughs) Today, it rained so hard starting at like four, four thirty in the morning. And it was just the way our condo situated. The wind was just pounding it up against our bedroom window. Interesting. For two and a half hours, two hours before the alarm went off, it was the worst. <laughs> like I, so like, and like you guys have been obviously been to my place a lot, right? So like, you go out to the, I went I went out into the living room and it was quieter, but like there's still like the skylight, like a like you can actually see it in the camera shot right now, like above yeah. where I'm sitting, so you can you can hear some pitter patter there. When I got down into the garage to get into my blazer and drive to work complete silence sure you're like i should have slept here (laughs) yeah slept in the car wait so 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 the 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 gentle fall of aggressive storm rain doesn't um doesn't put you to sleep you don't like that sound if it's if like you're hearing it on the roof and it's quieter yeah but this was like a the the windows shaking the 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 house yeah no it's kind of nice too no i think storms are great sleeping weather like you hear the low rumble of thunder and all that kind of stuff that's really really relaxing but like this was not this was like (laughs) side forest gump sideways rain like coming (laughs) like straight that's great no it wasn't it was not great well, I mean, so yeah, we got that similar storm as we were going to bed last night. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was, it was, you know, you could hear the house creaking and stuff like it was, it was a serious, uh, this is something that has caught me by surprise living here. And I didn't remember being this windy. It's fucking windy all the time. I it's could have told so you that here. Yeah. That's Everyone could have told me that. I should have been, I've lived here before. It shouldn't have even been a surprise <laughs> yet. You know, the last was. time, you know, the last time that, that, uh, that wind had anything in front of it. Rocky the mountains. mountains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Um, well, <laughs> we're not a wind podcast. <laughs> we're not a weather podcast. And we're also not a sleeping tips podcast. We, Although maybe we, you know, Hey, we did talk about driving in snow, so we hinted That's at true. it. So we but hinted yeah. at our true nature early on. Yeah. This is what, I want, what I want to get to is the racing action because here is what, here is what I need. Here is the problem I'm having. Uh, maybe it's because of the move and maybe it's because I kind of, so, so in 2021, there was racing intrigue. There was excitement. Maybe it was like the return out of COVID type stuff. 
but new platforms in the main series of being NASCAR and F1, it just felt like everything was cool. And the end of 2021, the, the disaster of the F1 championship being decided by a ref, which you never want in your sporting event, Ugh. destroyed that. I, I wrote off last season's F1 and said, nope, I don't give a shit because there was such a, you know, there was such good storyline and action between facts and Lewis Hamilton, the whole 2021 season, they ruined it. I was like, Nope facts. And we're making facts. a thing. Facts for stopping. That is that man's name. He's two in a row and, and, and hot on the trail of three in a row. Say his name. It's facts. Uh, so anyways, here's what I need. I need someone to tell me that it's okay to be interested in NASCAR and or F1 and for what reason? Because I feel like both of them have kind of screwed my interest over. Uh, well, so, so F1 did it by screwing up the championship. NASCAR did it by also screwing up the championship by not promoting the winner of their championship. Like, yeah, what the hell? So uh, that's what you were at the action, Nick. You saw it. You saw cars on track. You saw it live. Uh, you heard it. You smelled it. All the stuff you love about race day. Um Get me, get me back, man. Get, get me back to this. So what do you want to start with, with NASCAR because I was just there or do you want to start yeah. with F1 because it's the, the biggest, baddest animal in the world right let's now start with NASCAR. Let's, let's get some experiential sensory, uh, 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 experience here. Lived experiences, Nick. Uh, yeah. Lived experiences. Yeah. So actually if we're going to, if we're going to, go back to Daytona. Can I start with my uh, rental car review? I said of I'd course. have one. Please. Oh, of course. Yes. This is actually a, good. a dual rental car review. Hey, whoa. Okay. <laughs> not, the not, old for, twofer. Not, not for the reasons you may think. Oh. Uh, so my, my, I meet my dad at the uh, rental car counter um, and we check in, we go through the thing and apparently like my flight was delayed leaving Wisconsin because um, I was leaving right in the middle of a massive snowstorm. So amazingly, I was only delayed like 45 minutes and that was only because as soon as I got on the plane, they shut the runways down to clear snow off. So there was that, there was that delay, but like they de-iced the wings as they were clearing the snow and then we were just able to take off whatever we get there. So my dad was, my dad landed like an hour before me and still had not gotten to the rental car counter in Orlando. <laughs> like that's, that's how long the line was at the, at the thrifty. So Jeez. it was not thrifty. So at, um, it certainly wasn't zippy. No. Hey, so the guy out in the garage, like where you pick up your car is like, Hey, we're going to make it up to you. You know, we know you rented a, whatever we rented, like a midsize or whatever. He's like, go down this line here, like after stall, whatever number he gave. And you can pick one of the SUVs. And we're like, Oh, well, thank you. That's very nice of you. You know, like, so we're going down the line and we stop and we're there like these two, you know, one next to the other one is the Mazda. And then the other one was the Nissan, uh, was it the Rogue? Hmm. Yeah, Nissan Rogue. Not the Juke. Bigger than the Juke. It was the sure. Rogue. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was the Rogue. So we're kind of going, hmm, looking left, hmm, looking right. Mm, well, let's try the Nissan. We'll get in the Nissan. So 
<laughs> we we do the check. We we you know no dense scratches, nothing that they can try to pin on us when we bring it back. We get in, we start it, and it has one of those weird gear shift mechanisms in it. It's not just like a stick. For the, the like the knob style, or it wasn't a knob. Oh, wait, it no, was... no, the the zero, the whatever they call the zero knob like... things that go back to the middle. Yeah, for the life that of shit. us, between the two of us, took us fifteen minutes. Couldn't figure out how to get it in reverse. Yeah, it's not a. It's not. Oh, those piss me it, off. It, they're it, they're it, not a functional way to design user interfaces. We go from park, and it like skips through neutral or skips through reverse to neutral and then back to park. Like it doesn't stop yep. on reverse when we try to, and like, so after 15 minutes we looked over and the Mazda was still there. <laughs> so we're like, so like, fuck it. So we took our, we took our luggage out. And we just hopped in the one next to it. And we took the Mazda. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, um, the Nissan was not great cause you couldn't figure out how to put it in gear. I would it's say very, uh, it's very safe though. Yeah. If you can't yeah. drive it anywhere, it's very safe. If you if you purchase cars like <laughs> investments and you want to keep it under a sheet, the Nissan Rogue might be great. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the doodle. The but shifty wanna, doodle. But if you want to take shift, it any shifter doodle. If you want to take it anywhere, um not the best. Um so, the, the Mazda was actually it the, the interior is a little cheap. But it's also a rental, so whatever. Um, Base model. Overall, the the car rode really nice on the highway. Um, really smooth ride um, for you know a small to mid size SUV. You know, it, there was no lag in like if you needed to you know, going around corners or anything like that. And like the drivability was really good. The only thing I would, I kept thinking to myself as I was driving and as it like someone was choking it at the air, <laughs> like it, it, the acceleration was just non-existent and the engine was working so hard to get it to 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, once he got up to cruising speed, Hey, it, it was just fine. Um, it just, you need a little, you need to increase the air restrictor on it or just give a little more underneath the hood. And that'd be a really, really, really nice SUV. But, but let's see, car and driver says it has great throttle response when pulling away from stoplights or hustling around town. Uh, no, no <laughs> bullshit. No, it does not. Can confirm it does not. <laughs> Maybe yours was broken. Yeah, Maybe it was. Maybe it so, wasn't, may, but so anyway, th- got the rental car review out of the way real quick. Now we'll get to Andrew's actual question about that. I'm, I'm just looking at this. I'm looking at the shifter doodle on the rogue. Mm-hmm. I, it even looks impossible to use. Like it, it just kind of, the indications on it are even unclear. It's like some sort of, halfway in between system with push buttons and also a shifter. This fucking sucks. This has sucked since it originally showed up on the Prius. It's, it's a bad system. Stop doing this. So, right. It has the, the thumb button for the P, which is, yes, I'm assuming the parking brake because it no. also has it, the, it's the actual park. 
Well, because it also has the yellow light that says park in between the thumb P button and the neutral reverse drive selector. Correct. Yes. Everyone I've always had is like you push the button to park and everything else is you tilt the stick one way or the other. But this thing is nonsense. This thing tilted left, right and forward, backward. And it was it was tilting all over the place. So probably and it, like a mur, mur, mur. Anyway, oh, no. yeah, it's like someone trying to redesign hands. No one does that <laughs> because it's stupid. It, it's it's like, you know what I mean? It's so it's such a dumb idea. When we talk about car gearshift levers, though, the one thing that has always confused me is how we managed to get to an arrangement where to go forward, you pull the stick backwards. It's not it's not saying it doesn't work. We've all come we've all come to that conclusion. But like, you know, why isn't park at the bottom? Or like in the middle, and it's like to get to reverse, you pull backwards and for drive, you push forwards. It's indicated clearly you push it the right way. Like it's not this stick business, but like. It's just odd to me that to go backwards, you hit reverse. Well, no, it makes sense. Park is at the top. It needs to be at go, the top. Park needs to be at the top and, and drive needs to be at the bottom so that you don't accidentally bump it into park while you're driving. Yep. It's way harder to do that if it's all the way up at the top. We'd rather bump it into neutral. Well, sure. But then what I'm saying is that like how after all of that is to go forward, you pull the stick backwards. It's probably honestly, it's probably related to some nautical ship type thing looking at how that works <laughs> the the engine telegraph yeah full speed ahead is yeah. forward you're forward <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it, all that stuff has has uh some precedent somewhere else nothing on cars was kind of invented out of thin air as far as i know right there's always something similar in a different form of transportation that's been around before so that would be my we should, guess. We should, go back to cars with, we should go back to cars with tillers. I mean, maybe. Yeah, why not? I remember that article from, I think it was posted on Jalopnik, probably almost 10 years ago now. Um, some NASCAR driver was like, I think your car drives too well and it should be worse because then you pay attention. And he was right. No one denies this. That actually is. Yeah, if the car is too good, people lose focus too easy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are we talking about? Speaking of oh, losing focus, I was, yeah. I was <laughs> racing, support. racing. Yes, Nick is uh, the, the car is in reverse. He's pulled it out of the out of the lot successfully. He's on his way to the event of all events. Yeah, the Daytona International Speedway. Um, so let's see here. I'm trying to frame this up as to why you sh- you or other listeners should be interested in NASCAR. Yeah, not just me, year. everyone. Um. I think for me, um, I'll, I'll say what I am most intrigued by. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I, I despise the person so much. I, I have a feeling that Kyle Bush is just going to go scorched earth on people this year. That's right. You are, you are a, a Kyle Bush detractor. I am a absolute Kyle Bush detractor, but when you get the, I also respect the amount of natural talent that the guy has gotcha. and, and the 
I also, to an extent, kind of respect the lack of give a fucks that he has. <laughs> um, so he was with Joe Gibbs Racing for, God, 15 years in that 18 M&M's car. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I actually remember that clearly, yep, weirdly enough. Definitely. Could, so um, Mars Candy Company announced last year that they were backing out. They were no longer going to sponsor anything in the sport. Uh, Gibbs couldn't find or depending on who you ask, it didn't try real hard to find uh, an, something to replace them. Kyle Busch got released from his contract and he goes to Richard Childress Racing. He is teammates with Austin Dillon now. And um, it just, when when they announced the partnership, when they announced, when Kyle announced his new ride, he had, he was wearing his two Cup Series championship rings, you know, like NASCAR's version <laughs> of the Super Bowl rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was wearing one on each middle finger. <laughs> you give this guy who has won. It, yeah. You give this guy who has won between the three top NASCAR series, 200 races. Oof. With his competitive streak, his lacking of caring about what people think, he's going to play the villain. And now you put a chip on his shoulder with something to prove. Like, fresh start, new team. He is going to go ham on the field this year, I think. And I, <laughs> I would say um, he was leading the qualifying race on Thursday. And he got crashed. Oof. So they had to bring out the backup car, had to start dead last in the Daytona 500. He was leading the Daytona 500 with like six laps to go before it got all crazy and all the wrecks started happening. And that's just kind of a wild card. So and then this week, this past weekend at Fontana race number two, he won. Yeah, like he's I was actually following that one it's already starting and it doesn't seem like there's any sort of new team adjustment period at all. Sure. Like it's, I, I have a feeling Kyle Bush this year is going to be almost like Larson was in his championship year in 2021, where he just wins everything. Well, I mean, we'll try We'll see the difference between the two, but just for my information and because this is also a very valid reason to watch a sport it's why 95% of the people are watching football because they hated Tom Brady. Why why should we hate Kyle Bush? Because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Simple and straightforward answers what, from what, what, you. Uh, but well, what, what, what he what he did. Um he is uh, you almost can't speak to it on the stuff. Like he doesn't necessarily race dirty. Like he races aggressive sometimes, but he's not pulling a lot of cheap shots. I think it's the way he handles himself in the media and his personality. Like starting um, fights on pit lane and stuff. <laughs> um, he's he's done that before. Um, he's terrible with the media. Like when he has a bad day, he pouts. He gives. He like does the march on Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined get in fined. press conferences. <laughs> Um, gives one word answers, like real super sarcastic, condescending answers to media people just trying to do their jobs. Like when he has a good day, when he wins, it's not that big a deal. It's just like the mood swings that bother me. 
Um, and I saw it firsthand um, when I was interning up at uh, up at the local short track here when I was in college. Um, he came up to run our big like nationals race. He was the he was the star late uh, NASCAR driver they invited in to run the super late models, and um, he won the race, which wasn't a surprise because uh, he's <laughs> Kyle freaking Bush. Um, but he he won. And then, like, I was in charge of, like, organizing and managing, like, the post-race autograph line for him at his trailer. And, like, making sure, the like, the line, because the line was going to, like, it was gonna, everyone who was there wanted his picture and autograph or whatever. So, like, make sure it doesn't get in the way of the other crews or, like, other cars rolling around, like, just, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I was the one, like, holding the phone, taking pictures when people would come up and, like, st- and he was actually really cool. Like he was actually very nice. He stayed until the lights shut off, signing like everything, taking pictures. He was great. Then he came back the next year and uh, DNF'd because I think his brakes went out or something like halfway through the through the race. And he left before the race was over. Like those same people are still paying to see you. Sure. Like, we paid you. I don't know what the, the amount of money was, but we paid you a really hefty appearance fee to be there. Like. This might be the only like some of these people who go to these short tracks can't afford to pay hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for a NASCAR ticket. Like this might be their only shot at ever meeting someone like this. Sure. And for you to get sore, sore loser situation. Yeah. And for you to get pissed off that your late model had a brake line go out and you not even stay and sign a few autographs. Like, come on, dude. Really? Like that's that's ridiculous. And he's just yeah, I just don't. I just don't get his attitude. Um, I understand being competitive. Like you don't get to that level without being competitive, but you know, go back to your motor home and tear the TV off the wall in it or, you know, <laughs> like do whatever you got to do to vent, but just conduct yourself a little bit better in the public. That's, that's my thing with Kyle Bush. Well, I'm really glad that he had a better answer than my answer for why I don't like Pat Mahomes, which is not just because I'm a Bears fan. It's just that I don't like his face. You you know why. You know why. No, I I genuinely don't, because there are other people that I could also dislike. is why you don't like Mahomes. No, I could also dislike other people for the exact same reason from that same draft, and I don't. Is it because he has two Super Bowl rings? I mean, have you seen Kyle Bush's face? It's an unlikable (laughs) face. Maybe I, I haven't. I haven't paid that club. Maybe I won't like him either because of his face. Well, okay. Um, so, but but that's one reason to watch NASCAR. Make a decision on Kyle Bush, and either have to go look at his face and yeah. either, make a judgment. Either root against <laughs> him or root for him. In my case, it's more just being intrigued to see how badly he's going to kick everybody's ass this year. So, if if Kyle Bush is, I guess. Um, I don't know what you want to call them, the foil, the villain, whatever, who would be uh, the opposite? Who, who is, is there like a, a direct competition or, you know what I mean? Like chase, or like the golden boy, the golden boy, Captain Chase. America okay, figure. chase I, that is a name I do. Reckon. Okay. That makes Ma- a lot NASCAR, of NASCAR, like, you know, most popular driver, 20 something. Soft spoken sure. golden boy rate races for Hendrick. So you have Hendrick, which is Jeff Gordon back in the yep. day. You have Kyle Busch versus for Childress. That's Dale Earnhardt back in the day. So now yep. you have the good versus evil Gosh, between those two yeah. teams. So um, honestly, I, I don't know how much of a shot Chase has. 
this year. <laughs> but <laughs> why is that? Just what I just said about Kyle Bush. Like, there's just something that he is just teeing up. He's got to go through Kyle Bush, and that's yeah, the only reason. <laughs> roll through everybody this year. Um, Interesting. No, okay. I think. I think. What is good about NASCAR um, is besides the Kyle Busch factor and choosing to either root for or against him and his personality um, is going to be, there's going to be some wild cards that pop up like, um, you know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500. It was his first win since 2017. Um, It was the first win for this team in maybe ever (laughs) wow (laughs) like like that's what i mean though like it just i think this new car it's the second year of this new platform that they're on and sure some of the bigger teams have figured it out but um i think you know folks like um whether it be a stenhouse or someone like a uh Ryan Priest, who got called up as the fourth driver for Tony Stewart's team, I think could surprise some people. Um, Trackhouse Racing had a really good year last year. Um, but, you know, like Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain, people really like they're becoming more household names, but they haven't accomplished a ton yet. I think you could see them being consistently more towards the front. I mean, Ross Chastain made the championship race in the playoffs last year, but no one expected him to be there. He was the guy who did the, the wall ride heard around the world at the end of last year. Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which NASCAR immediately outlawed saying you can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, it's all right. Fine. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a crime the first time. But the, the reason I am actually a huge fan of track house. I bought some of their gear is their owner, Justin Marks, just because he thinks so differently. He's a new kind of new, fresh blood, younger guy sees it as a brand like, Hey, I'm going to bring Pitbull into my ownership group. Um, like just, he, I'm not basing the team in North Carolina, like everyone else. My team's based in Nashville. Um, you know, he, he said, um, they're not going to do anything with Chastain's car that he did the wall ride with. He said like they could hang a new body on it or whatever and like race it. They're like, no, we're going to set that one aside. That is a moment in time. That is a piece of NASCAR history. We're not going to touch it. We're going to leave it alone. We're not going to sell it. We're not that like that is an artifact for the museum someday. That's cool. Um, Yeah, that's awesome. And like he, the, you know, he's just thinking bigger picture than like even just the, the two cars that he's responsible for, you know? So, um, he's, I think, you know, the track house team is someone, there's a group that is easy to get behind. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I think all roads lead through that eight car and Kyle Bush this year. Interesting. Well, you may well be right. Well, okay. So Obviously, personalities, storylines, that's something good, right? That That's a good place to start. But how was the racing? I mean, the, the new chassis are, what, two seasons, one and a half seasons old now? Is is the product this is their, good? This is their second season. Second um, season. I, from last year, like, obviously, I can't make a, I'm not one counting all the time, but from what NASCAR says, there's more, passes for position and there's more all of that kind of thing going on so it seems to be working okay the cars the biggest issue that they found was the especially in like a rear impact um 
the cars aren't dissipating enough energy and there was a lot of concussions last year. Really? Yeah. So they, huh. they, I, they credit to NASCAR. They went in and they, they changed some things. I don't know all the technical things about it. You can go look it up, but they like with the crush panels in the back to try to help that. But I think the, the one that just got me was like, there was a, I think it was Charlotte or something later. Not a Charlotte cause they run the road course. Uh, so they wouldn't be going that fast. Maybe Texas. Oh, one of the bigger mile and a half tracks later in the year. Um, Alex Bowman, who's a Hendrick driver, just I don't know if he got tapped or if he just kind of got loose himself and he kind of did the overcorrect thing and kind of pancaked the right his right side along the wall. He drove it back to the pits like the car was drivable. It could have finished the race with some, you know, you pull the fenders out, change the tires. He got a concussion like he pulled in and said that was the hardest hit I've ever taken in my life huh. on the radio. Really? And like they pulled him out of the car. Yeah. Wow. When the car was absolute, like absolutely drivable with the concussion, he got it back to the pits. That's crazy. So um, they they made changes. Credit to NASCAR on jumping on top of that really quick. Kurt Busch was actually Kyle's older brother was essentially forced into retirement because he crashed in Pocono in the summer, ended up sitting out like 10 or more races because he couldn't just shake the concussion syndrome stuff and he finally just said you know what that's it i'm done um jeez so that's i guess kind of a black mark on the car but i think the you know the race you know the only race i went to last year and odds are the only one i'll go to this year is daytona which is a wild card anyway because of the draft and from what i can tell there they run pretty similar to what the old ones did um the car was made to for road courses short tracks like everything but the big speedway tracks was what it was made to race on like they made it so it's easier to drive on road courses because they're bringing in more road courses this year there's another reason to be intrigued maybe the chicago street race the first ever street race in nascar history that's gonna be something uh, that's, that's gonna yeah. be a thing that will yeah. be thing, um at the expense of road america unfortunately but yes um so, you know, they, they made it f for, for the road course expansion and the, um, and the, they want to bring back more short tracks. They're running an all-star race. The all-star event this year is at North Wilkesboro, which is a short track, a half mile track in North Carolina that they haven't run at since 1996. Um, so it's, it's done better on those bigger mile and a half, two mile tracks where it was really hard to pass before. So I think that was kind of mission accomplished for them. Um, as long as they can hopefully get the concussion thing under control, I think this NASCAR is in good shape. Plus, they're, the teams aren't building as much in-house anymore. A lot of it is just from suppliers, and it's more just bolting things on, which is a big cost savings as well. So helping out with the health of the uh, kind of those mid-tier, lower-tier teams as well, give them a little bit better shot to compete. Sure. Well, I mean, so, yeah, you, you definitely make it sound compelling. I'm not going to lie. The, the Chicago street race, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have We're reservations. Talking... Go ahead. I've got reservations and more importantly, the 
man who grew up driving in Chicago has so many reservations. My dad looked well, at that and went, yeah. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're talking about it. That's what they want. Um, the, the idea of a street race in, in, with NASCAR is fine. <laughs> I, I, I think where they chose to do it, Chicago is just weird to me because they ran, there was that track out in Joliet. They ran it for 10, 12 years. Nobody in Chicago gives a shit about NASCAR. Like they don't run at Joliet anymore, but now we're going to put them right in the middle of all the people who don't give a shit. They're just just going to be be a bunch of disgruntled Chicagoans because their streets are closed. Yeah. Yeah. For Chicago, sure. Chicago residents are just going to be pissed that their streets are closed for a week, and that is too noisy. Like, uh, I mean, the sound will be astonishing. Oh, are you kidding? Up through all those skyscrapers, forty-seven hundred horsepower V8s. I mean, it's going to be crazy. That might be. That might almost be worth. Well, it wouldn't be a price of admission at that point. You'd just be in the city. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe take a boat down to the harbor and just listen from there. <laughs> yeah, that could be cool. That could be kind of fun. But what's the date of that? Fourth uh, of July weekend. Oh, no, I'm not going to Chicago on the fourth of July. Fuck that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was going to say we should go, but I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> um, an interesting um, note, though, the Cup Series isn't coming to Road America, but Xfinity still is. Mm hmm. And I don't know if you guys saw this. Something that was really intriguing to me was the support races they announced. Um, I don't know if I saw it. Grid Life is going to be the support. So it's like a club style. It's it's like a national thing, but it's, you know, higher level club stuff. But they have Time Attack. They have Touring Car. They have Drift Shows. It's like Tuners, right? It's like Forza Horizon in real life. That's what I thought. <laughs> nice. It's like it's like a festival. There's music. There's all this other stuff. And that is the support to the Xfinity race at Road America. How dare you not say it properly? Hashtag grid life. Oh, sorry. How dare you? But yeah, that I would almost go just to see the grid life stuff. I mean, the Xfinity race would be a cherry on top. I think Xfin- I am a bigger fan of the Xfinity series than the Cup series anyway. But hmm. <laughs> I think that's super intriguing. So if you're in the Midwest if and you want to see a go to the best road course in the country and also see some really cool like home built racing tuner life style stuff going on, I think that would be a really cool weekend. But yeah, I was just looking for it on the hashtag grid life site. Yeah, I found it. It looked like it's time attack. And grid life attack, touring, right? grid life touring cup. Well, no, I, well, I just ended up on their lineups page. Uh, there's a lot of Waka Flocka on here. He 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 gets down with the uh, the hashtag grid life folks. Apparently, there you go. <laughs> I wondered what he was doing. Grid it's life. This. <laughs> <laughs> This is a really odd thing. I kind of want to see this. I would huh. be super down to go see a grid life event, whether it's the NASCAR one or not. There's, there's, one, one, of, that, there's one of Gingerman and 
Yeah, they're they're say, based I, in Michigan. They do a lot of gingermen. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the Road America one would be the the best one to do, like intro style. You know what I mean? What is yeah. hashtag grid life? How do you get down with hashtag grid life? Oh, and I think their website isn't gridlife.com. It's grid.life. Life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everything's an Instagram account. Yeah. So that's um those are a couple of intriguing points about NASCAR. The our weekend down there was great. Um Friday was Friday was annoying for the truck race, which is an <laughs> um <laughs> Well, you we we've been to Great America together all the time. We've been to Six Flags. You yes. know those mis, you know those misters they have? Yes. On hot days. That's what it was doing. So Ugh. it wasn't raining hard enough for them to red flag it. Mm-hmm. So it was just enough to yellow flag it. So just we nice sat and there and if we sat nice and there greasy. So we just sat there in the seats getting misted, watching them circulate under yellow for <laughs> 10 15 laps and then the rain would the mist would stop so they'd throw the green and two laps later it would start again and it's back to you i was like oh my god i mean it wasn't their fault they're doing the best they can right but yeah of course and it was it was that cre- it was that weird under the radar type rain like it doesn't show up on the radar it just like popped up so yeah, that was annoying Florida for you yeah but Saturday Xfinity race was really, really good. Um, hometown kid racing for junior motorsports, Sam Mayer. He's like 19 years old. Uh, made a huge three wide move um, on the last lap to take the lead and try to win. Backfired on him. And he ended up on his roof. Oh, no. Um, he's okay. He's fine. Um, but they needed a photo like... Because it was in like overtime, they you they had a photo finish, but it was in the middle of the backstretch, not at the start finish line, because that's where the yellow came out. And it was literally <laughs> like an inch, like less than an inch. They had to like it took them like there were like three guys who were all sitting at the start finish line waiting to do a burnout. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were just waiting to hear for like 10, 15 minutes who it was who won. And it's NASCAR you. didn't yeah, NASCAR had to review all the videos and like all the different photo like still images frame by frame to see like it was it was a really really crazy finish. Um I mentioned Stenhouse won on Sunday. Um kind of a wild card, you know, as Bill Murray would say, coming out of nowhere to lead the pack from Caddyshack. <laughs> um so that was cool. Um it was it was funny. I was I, he, Stenhouse got introduced in driver intros and I looked at the two people sitting next to me and said over under at how many cars he wrecks today. Two and a, <laughs> t- two and a half. Two and a half. And, there you go. Well, you got to force him to play then. You can't draw. And oh, yeah, then, absolutely. So I said over under is two and a half. How many cars Stenhouse will be directly involved in wrecking? And they both said, oh, over. Easy and, over. But guess what? He didn't touch anybody. His car didn't have a scratch on it. And he ended up winning the d- biggest race of the NASCAR schedule. So. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a good weekend. I always enjoy, if nothing else, getting out of the Wisconsin winter and experiencing 80-degree days Hey, <laughs> for three or four days is nice. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, everybody, tune in. We've also got IndyCar starting this weekend. Right, IndyCar. I mean, we could talk F1, or if you want to talk me into IndyCar, I'm willing to listen. I mean, which one do you want to hit next? I I kind of want to talk about F1, because my biggest problem with F1 is they keep stepping on their own dick and ruining it for themselves. And I just don't like, what do you, how do you compete with that? How do you fight against a corporation that so clearly does not want me to like it? Um, well, I can say that the people who made those decisions at the end of 2021 are no longer there. Uh, I know I can, you can also say (laughs) that, (laughs) um, the there was no need to make those kind of decisions last year because Max Verstappen, sorry, Fax Verstappen won God 15, right. 15 races. Yeah, no, he was he was dominant. Um, so I think the intrigue here for this year is is Mercedes recovered? Can they right. come back to form? Um, they couldn't like they were dribbling their drivers like basketballs with their porpoising for the first half of last year and couldn't get the cars to stop, you know, giving their drivers neck and back aches. Mm -hmm. Um, But they got that kind of dialed in towards the end of the year. George Russell actually went out and won both the sprint race and the actual Grand Prix in Brazil. It was his first career win. Um, they were more consistent. I was just looking at the testing times from all the cars. Um, they were all out in Bahrain um, last weekend doing their preseason test. Red Bull one, Mercedes two. Um, so I would just, I, I think, let's see in these first three, four, five races at, um, can Lewis actually sniff for Verstappen? Can he get close? Yeah. I'm just looking at, yeah, looking at the times here. Um, if you talk about stepping on their own feet, that's Ferrari um, or stepping on their own <laughs> dick. Um, yeah. More they specifically. Have an, they have an entirely new uh, race strategy team because they screwed Charles Leclerc out of like three or four wins because they couldn't never decide what tires to go on. Right. Um, so um, if their car is anywhere near as fast as it was last year, it might be. And again, it all depends on what Red Bull and Verstappen do, but if Mercedes can recover and Ferrari can get out of their own way with a car, just as fast, you could have a really good three team, six car fight, um, which would be awesome to see. Um, I actually got up on my other screen right now. F1 just put up this social media post. Um, about the world champions that are still racing. So you got Lewis, you got Max, you got Fernando Alonso, everybody's favorite <laughs> people's champ, Fernando. <laughs> and, they, and they've got their, um, they've got their statistics up here and I'm still flabbergasted by the stat lines for Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Can we just go through this real quick? And also Max, Max is getting there. So we'll start with, Fern- we'll, we'll start with Fernando. Okay. He's 41 years old which is really old for F1, by the it's way. And old the fact, for F1. Yeah, I just kind of went, ooh. <laughs> the fact that he's still doing it at the level he is is crazy. So he's been in 255 races in his career. 98 podiums, pretty good. 
32 wins, two world championships. That's a really stellar career. Yeah. Um, let's flip to the other side of this graphic and go to uh, Verstappen. He's 25. 25. Oh, and he's won two man. world championships in a row. That's crazy. So 163 career races at 25, 163 races, 77 podiums, 35 wins, three more in Alonzo already. That's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but here, here's so Lewis, 310 races. Oh, man. He's 38 years old. 191 podiums in 310 crazy. races. Are you kidding me? Those are sickening numbers. Those are Dr. Mario numbers. 103 wins and 103 poles. A third of his career he started on pole or won the race. It's just crazy. Like that's video game numbers. Yeah, it's it's like Rossi. Yes, it's like the doctor in MotoGP. Yeah. It's, it it's is like it's insane. It's 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 really hard. There's no other sport really where you can get results like that because there's not a not a podium system. Right. But right. basically, if you've watched F1 at any point since Hamilton entered, you probably saw him, if not win uh, one of the top three places, which is so crazy. So if you think about it. Let's just say I think F1 schedule is 22 races this year. So they've been up over 20 more recently. So let's just say on average 20 races a year. Sure. He has swept pole and win in five full seasons of 20 races. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, like if you add the stats up, like. <laughs> That's nonsense. That's nonsense. <sighs> Like when Schumacher retired, is like no one's touching any of his numbers. Yeah, and then no, nope. when Lewis is <laughs> when Lewis is putting this up, well, no one's going to touch him. And now you got Max right there at the same time. Thir well, thir thirteen years younger, and he's already at thirty-five wins. I said Lewis raced with Schumacher for a while, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. How many how many championships does he have? Lewis, yeah, seven, seven, yeah, seven. Okay. And that's tied with Schumacher for most all time, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so that you mean that's, that's, that's across to cross how many seasons? Uh, he started when he was eight, nineteen. No, uh, two thousand. Lewis was two thousand and six or two thousand seven was his first. So sixteen, seventeen years. Wow. <sighs> so I'm I'm just because I'm just trying to put this in in perspective for some people with other sports that's that's what i'm up to is when you look at like other well-known goats as they say um it's you know you, you can you can compare that easily to tom brady because he also has seven but he did yeah. it in 20 22 years so. exactly yep lewis that, that's, did it in you know <laughs> six less seasons yeah and it's you know that's one of the that's the crazy part is like when you compare that, that, that just puts those numbers into perspective. When you look at it, it's, it's easy to break it down into whole seasons. How many times have you won the whole thing? You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's just, it's easy, easy to look at. It might not be the whole story. I know, you know, it's a, 
you know, less of a team sport. Like you mentioned with Ferrari, you got to have your strategy people, your pit crew, etc. So there is a team involved, but but driving is usually an individual pursuit. Um, and then, you know, compared to like a definite team sport like football, but just to, like I said, just as a perspective window is like seven in 22 years versus seven in 16 or 17 years. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's looking, crazy. At, looking, looking at Tom Brady, 75% winning percentage, 0.754. Oh, insanity. Also, love his career rushing stat for Tom Brady. Minus 150. All <laughs> <Called> in <him> sacks, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's great. No, I mean, you got to pay tribute to the great ones while they're still alive, right? I mean, not that, you know, Tom Brady's likely to kick off anytime soon. In any imminent danger of death, right. I'm far but, more I'm far more likely to die. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you you will never see, again, you'll never see uh, Rossi again in motorcycle racing. You'll never see, well, you say you'll never see a Hamilton again, but even, even so, right? Even if uh, Max is everything that he appears to be right now, you'll still never see it twice in a row or you know the 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 first black driver to do it right it's it's yeah. like all that stuff is so special so f1 has a lot going for it i am just i don't want to get got by f1 again because i feel like they have all the potential in the world to screw their own product at any moment over over the first time there's some move in between max and and whoever or or maybe hamilton comes up through a corner and it's all oh, the racing line did he have did he yield properly and it's like oh wait i hate this i don't want to do the racing go around the corner uh, that is just going to ruin it for me so like i what might ruin it for me is if one car gets like red bull was last year and this is yeah. like you know if they don't break they're gonna win it right so i would you know, you could do like a trial run. Give it to like <laughs> four or five races. I yeah. take the a seven day free trial. Yeah, yeah cancel, exactly. cancel my give subscription. Give it the trial run, and if you know by then, you know if if Max is five out of five, you know, like, and it's like, right. okay. <laughs> um, but I I have a feeling this one this season is going to be more exciting. Can be a little better. Last, yeah. Um, Kevin Magnuson, the Haas team is good. Gunther Steiner is an absolute legend as a team principal. And Kevin Magnuson and uh, that crew is going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, uh, Fernando, God, I love him. <laughs> I, I do. But I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. I, I just think so, like, if you think about it, like just put it in perspective. I'm still looking at this champion graphic here. Right. And I think the football analogy is a good one. Cause you had Brady and before Brady even retired, you you're getting, you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Josh yeah. Allen and you know, who else? Uh, Burrow. Right. Um, you know, when Brady was kind of the veteran, the all-star superstars, then when he had the Rogers come up before that, you know, who was it? Right. And like breeze, breeze uh peyton shit peyton manning um even your guy phil F yeah well phil thrill didn't win anything 
but (laughs) (laughs) dismissive. (laughs) I I love him so much, but like when you're up, when you're in the same conference as Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, nothing, you're not going to win. You're not going to win anything. Um, but it's kind of the same thing here, right? Cause he had Schumacher and then that kind of passed on to Alonzo and then Alonzo was the guy and then Vettel was the guy. Oh, it's the mm-hmm. first year without Vettel in so long. I'm, that kind of makes me sad. That's a little sad. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Alonzo and then came Vettel and then came, uh, Lewis and now Max is, and, and they're all like overlapping each other for a mm-hmm. while. There was four, well, up last year. There was four of those people on the grid at once. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like all these great, great drivers, like we're all going to go down and like the pantheon of like best of the best. We're all like you're in a really good time to watch F1 right now is what I'm trying to say. Like there is if you were if you just appreciate the best of the best doing what they do best. Like F1 is a spot to go for motorsport right now. That's fair. Very fair. Well, what about. All right. So obviously that leads naturally into IndyCar because there's more interplay. It seems like every off season for IndyCar, there's more teams or more drivers or more whoever who looks at F1 and goes, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. But the more that happens, the more often that happens, F1 becomes seemingly more hostile against it. Yes. And it's like. So, so let's talk a little about that. And then and then maybe is IndyCar what you should watch instead of F1? In my opinion, IndyCar is the best racing on the planet. So sure. IndyCar is my number one choice over all of these. And I've said it even before this podcast started. So um, unfortunately, it's also the best kept secret because IndyCar can't get out of their own way in terms of marketing. Yeah. Like, all these other series, you know, IMSA, new manufacturers and F1 with all their hub, hullabaloo all the time. You know, you just, <laughs> you just think hullabaloo all the time. <laughs> um, an IndyCar is just kind of there and their off season <laughs> is really, really long because they're afraid of competing with football. So they shut down in September and they don't yeah. kick back in until March. And the on-track action is the cars are able to go way closer together for the most part than F1 cars are. Um, the diversity of tracks, ovals, road courses, street courses, there's multiple disciplines they have to tackle. Um, I think, well, was it at road America last year? Like not for the lead, but like overall, in 55 laps or whatever they do at road America is like 218 on track passes for position. Yeah. Yeah, The the, the, the front was a little boring, but that the nice thing is that there was still racing going on that you could watch, which is so often my issue with F1 is that it's not just like, okay, the, the front pack is settled. It's the fact that the whole train is hitched up and no one's passing anywhere. And it's just like, well, they, they qualified there were like three or four passes in the first three or four laps and i can turn it off now because i know how it's gonna end unless someone does something stupid mm-hmm. and the 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 thrill of maybe someone will do something stupid is not enough to get me to watch the rest of the race i'll watch the it, highlights afterwards if that's the case like yeah, yeah. so so i just think pound for pound indycar has got the best racing on the planet um they're they also they're the only series that doesn't have power steering. 
So these guys are like wrestling. These, <laughs> they're wrestling these cars around literally with their forearms and their cores. That's so uh, scary, dude. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. There's um, some pretty big name or at least one big name driver change this year. Alec, remember when we were at Road America and we watched Alex Rossi win by like 30 freaking seconds yeah. Yeah. a few B- years ago? Win by, win by a meal. <laughs> it was insane. Um, so that was like, and he didn't win one last year, but that was this, his win last year was his first win since that road America beat down. He put on people like three years earlier. So he left Andretti signed with McLaren. Um, he is teammate to Pato award and Rosenquist. So, um, Interesting to see what Alex will do in that car. Um, I think I think the McLaren team. I mean, they're they've got McLaren money, right? It's the same team that does the McLaren Formula One racing. So, right, they got a they got a boatload of cash, so they can put a ton of resources behind Rossi and Pato and um, Potatoes O'Brien. Potatoes <laughs> O'Brien. That's the best. <laughs> um, so I think they're going to be good. Um, I mean, Dixon is still there and he's still somehow managing to just be in the hunt all the freaking time. Um, I think he's one win away from tying Mario Andretti for a second. I was going to say, he, was gonna say he's near something, something good. Um, he's one win away from Mario for second all time. If he wins one more championship, he ties AJ Foyt for most all time at seven. Right. right. Seems to me like seven is the number for like all of these major sports and series. Yeah. Maximum championship limit. F1, <laughs> F1, Schumacher and Lewis at seven. NASCAR, Earnhardt, Petty, Jimmy Johnson, seven. IndyCar, Foyt, seven. <laughs> Football, Tom Brady, seven. seven. Lucky number seven. Say, yeah. What's the most, who's the player with the most NBA championships? It would be Bill Russell, I think. Yeah, like he's got like a crazy, okay, so yeah. Like a Bill Russell's got 11, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, 85% winning percentage. Oh, whoa, Bill. Yeah. Man, um, that's just crazy. But, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. IndyCar kicks off this coming weekend on the streets of St. Petersburg. Um, this is looking ahead to next year already, but some big, one big confirmed announcement and another big rumor that's going around IndyCar. So Mm -hmm. the big announcement, Kyle Larson is going to run the 2024 Indy 500. <laughs> oh, that's okay. awesome. He's going to do the Memorial Day double. He's going to run Indy, get in a plane and fly to Charlotte and do the Coke 600. Oh, that's so great. But it's the most Kyle Larson thing ever because he's the guy who's racing five sprint car races a week in between his NASCAR schedule. Like he just, just doesn't want to be anywhere but behind a steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, it's just you got to respect it. And he's racing with McLaren, so he's going to have a good car. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's cool. And here is the rumor that I've heard, um, which could be just as huge. So uh, we saw Wiccans run TCR last year. Yes. He's doing that again this year. 
Rumor has it he and Herta are working on a hand-controlled IndyCar to run him in the 24 Indy 500 with hand controls. That'd be crazy. That would be absolutely insane. Yeah. So um, we haven't even started 23, and there's big things to look forward to. One for sure, one potentially in 24. Um, I think... For it's the weird thing about IndyCar is as much of a niche thing as it is, and like again, best kept secret, the field keeps growing. Like they keep, you know, McLaren added a third car, the Hunkos team added a second car. <gasps> Excuse me. So now there's, I mean, I remember not too long ago, four or five years ago, you're happy if there was a two in the front of like the grid numbers, like if you got to 20 <laughs> out, out, outside of Indianapolis, which is always 33, but like, sure. you know, you get to road America and there's like 20, 21 cars. You're like, Ooh, big field, um, <laughs> big field this weekend. Yeah. There's 27 confirmed full-time entries this year for all wow. 18 races. So like the, the, the sport is growing, which is good. Somehow you know, more cars. Yeah. Somehow more cars, more action, more passing, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it's not obviously NASCAR numbers where they run mid high thirties, but, yeah. um, 27 full-time Indy cars is a number we haven't seen in 20 years. So, um, that, that bodes well. I think that's going to be great. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going to be this weekend is just glued to the IndyCar coverage. Um, and then, of course, IMSA already started, right? And you've got... Yes. Yep. You've got the new uh, GTP cars, the new hybrid um, prototypes, um, which um, I think just today the Le Mans entry list came out. Yes. Tristan, how many... Like when we're when we had our watch parties, how many cars were in the top class? Like when it was healthy, you had what three Audis? Yeah, you had like two Toyotas. Seven. It was like seven. It was like three Audis, three Toyotas, and some privateer or two Toyotas and two privateer. Like it was, it was, it was never, never double digits. A couple of Porsches, so usually like seven, eight cars, right? Sixteen in the top class at Le Mans this year. Uh, the monster is what hypercar technically. Yeah. The hypercar. So you got the two Toyotas, you've got the two Glicken houses, you've got the two Peugeots, you've got the, um, yeah, you've got the van. What is it now? The Bicolis van wall, whatever they call that thing. But then all of these GTP cars from IMSA are good, are eligible. So Ganassi is taking both of his Cadillacs. The Whalen Cadillac is going to be there. Um, they're in what? LMP? Wait, are they in hypercar or LMP2? They're in hypercar. They're in hypercar. That's right. They're in hypercar. Penske's got both of his, actually has three Porsches prototypes running. And then there's a privateer Porsche, customer Porsche running. And like there's, so the hypercar has got 16 cars in Le Mans this year um, for the, what is that calling it? The Centieri? Is it sanitary? Centenary. 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 That's it. The 100th anniversary of the first one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe this might be something I I could watch. Like this is this is seems like a all huge the, moment. All these cars are making. What we if you want to come up here in June, where Tristan and I will probably do a watch party. <laughs> yes. If you come up, we will do a 24 hour watch party. Oh. God. We will we we will stream it live on Twitch as we watch. 
Leave the oh camera my on. god, no. Wait, no, 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 no. no. We're not doing watch party at Lamar. You bet. We're not doing uh, the reality show. Oh my god. Can you imagine? I struggle with the four hour races. Maybe though. This this might be something to do, you know? Um you gotta do it at least once. I've done it twice. Nick's done it at least that many. Because I was supposed with him. Every year. <laughs> Can twice I go a for year? a run if I get bored? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Shit. Then especially, yeah, especially, especially at night. <laughs> especially <in> nighttime runnies. <laughs> I've got, I've got a reflective vest for you, but it, it's not actually because I want to hurt you. It's because but, the nighttime, nighttime is the, the hardest part. Everybody slows down. So, what's the start finish? Uh, Central Time U.S. Um, morning. Usually, yeah, it's like eight thirty or nine o'clock. Start yeah, okay. finish. It starts at three p.m. I think France time. Seven hours ahead. France so. time. <laughs> General France time. Yeah, like at eight o'clock. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, well, hold on. I mean, projecting ahead, uh, this could be your new place, Nick. This could be like, yeah. Oh, we've got shit. a finished off. We've got a finished off basement. We've got two. We've got two bonus. They can't be listed as bedrooms, but they're essentially bonus rooms down in the basement. Sure. Um, we can throw some air mattresses in if you guys crash out. Uh, oh, man. It you could happen. This I'm is the something. guy who can sleep anywhere. Give me a couch. I'll we sleep should upright. Do we should do That's this. This could be fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. For the we did. Centenario. <laughs> Centenario. That's actually the same same Latin root. So, I was going to yeah. say, isn't that the, what was the name of that Lamborghini? Yeah. Centenario. Yeah, yeah, what was that? Under 100 yeah. years. Yep. So, so yeah, um, obviously, so the W, so the World Endurance Championship actually kicks off at Sebring in March. So they have the WEC race on Friday or Saturday, and then the 12 hours of Sebring on Saturday or something like the next day. So it's an IMSA WEC double. Um, that's going to be dope. Um, there's, I, I think for me, it's going to, it's sports cars and it's IndyCar is where I'm, going to be spending most of my race watching energy um i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the tag masters championship karting <laughs> of course uh you you've andrew we had six co-hosts in december with me and tristan from from my group um yep. so all the boys will be back in town and uh you know what's crazy I'm about to get my engine back and start start putting things together you know, over the next month or so. Maybe try to get out in early April and shake things down. Mm -hmm. um, I just bought this just shows like my perspective on it versus some others that I'm racing against. Um, I just bought a bunch of stickers that say professional fun haver that I'm going to put <laughs> on, on the cart. Um, I need those just for reasons they come in they come in podcast colors i can get hey. um, fun ever that's great and and um <clears throat> so that's me and then i've got kevin tristan who was a guest on the show yep he signed up for a fitness program he went out on this website called open fender which is like a networking for sponsorships um he, he, with like the direct goal of i'm doing this so i can win the tag masters championship one of the other guys who wasn't on with us but will be racing against just posted a picture today from orlando he, he took his cart down to florida where it's warm and he's testing 
Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I, I am up against, like, there's some real hardcore, really talented, really good, serious dudes. It's like shocking. Um, yeah, I am going to be thrilled with, like, anywhere from 6th to 10th. <laughs> this is how it starts, though. You see the other people, the competitive drive kicks in. You say, I could do that. I, he's shaking his head. Shakes. No, 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 because I, I specifically told myself when I got back into this after the break that I had when I moved away that – I what like that's how it was before I sold my stuff the first time I was running like 18 or 20 times like no this is a fun thing hobby only it's it's scratching an itch it's blowing off steam do I get frustrated in the moment when I get out there and I'm I feel like I put down the best lap I ever put down and I'm look at the timesheets and I'm 12th yeah I get pretty pissed off yeah but I just remind myself these guys are really going after this. They're pouring a lot of money and they're really, really good. They're national level race winners. And you know, that's the perspective that I like we said that on the round table, Hey, the one guy that's probably going to kick our asses this year, finished third in the super nationals, which is like the biggest karting race in the world. So this guy is a podium level racer around the world in our class and he's racing against us. So if I'm a half a second off of that guy, that's, that's not good. so bad. Yeah, that's, that's not so bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. <laughs> so perspective. It's all about perspective. I am a professional fun haver. That is. <laughs> we'll put one in the middle of your steering wheel then. Remind yeah, yourself. Never yeah. forget. Right on the yeah. inside of your visor. It should help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's another racing series I'm looking forward to because I'm participating. Um and yeah, so Tag Masters, IndyCar, sports car. Um, if you're looking for intrigue, watch Kyle Bush versus Chase Elliott in NASCAR. Watch Max versus Lewis in F1. Um, let us know. Let us know what you're most excited to tune into, listeners. What's your yeah. big what's your big 2023 prediction? Like, what is your big it, well, you guys or any of the listeners out there who are race fans, like what's your big 2023 racing prediction? I, I mean, just conspiratorially, I feel like, I feel like Mercedes is going to have a horrible year in F1, another one horrible by their standards. So let's say, yeah, they'll finish fourth. I was going to say fourth, fifth, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, and Hamilton's going to move somewhere next year and it'll be it'll be something it'll be a ferrari it'll be uh not obviously not red bull but it'll be probably the number two team right so let's assume let's assume it kind of goes like last year right max runs away with it or even just wins by you know a good a, a healthy amount of points not dominates the whole season mercedes ends up in fourth i think hamilton goes somewhere probably the second place team setting us up for a fabulous 2024. Well, let's let's take that even a little bit crazier. If you're Red Bull. Oh, God, and, no. Oh, no, 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 no. And, and you hear that Lewis is on the move. Do you put him in for Checo Perez alongside Verstappen? Uh-uh, that would oh. be that would be. <laughs> God. 
that would be Senna and Prost. Like you couldn't, you couldn't do that. So I would think too, Senna Prost, like just the team would implode. Yeah. I don't think I, yeah. Under its own gravity. (laughs) Well, I kind of think they're, um, what's his name? Um, Wolf. I think he genuinely hates Lewis Hamilton. Claire, Claire watches drive to survive and calls him like a super villain. <laughs> like, but, if he, but she's kind of right. If you just look at him and like the tone of his voice and like yeah. the, ger- the, the, the Austrian, Austrian Germanness of him, like you could see him being like a James Bond villain. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been just, wait. I've been waiting for you, Mister Bond. <laughs> I think he unironically hates Lewis Hamilton. Like it, it seems for all the world like that. I mean, he, Lewis has delivered him a whole hell of a lot of success. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like I don't know. There's 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 weird energy, or maybe it's just because you know they're not American and things just seem different. <laughs> There's like there's like a weird energy when I watch F1 press conferences and coverage. It's like, what's really going on here? Like, what what what's the deal with those guys? Like, what's happening there? Yeah, I mean, the what the um, the team principals are dealing with, like that sport is so ruthless. Yeah, like, you've got to be. I mean, all of top level sport or motorsport is pretty cutthroat, but holy shit, F1 is just another level with that kind of stuff. And it has this level of um, hyper political who you knowism that does not on the surface. They, they publicize that in a way where it doesn't seem to exist in other sports, right? I'm thinking anytime there's an incident, it's not. It's whoever runs in person to the stewards first. And it's like, well, that's weird. You know what I mean? Like if they get there in person first, it's decisions seem to go their way. How could that happen? You know, it's like this whole other meta game for team principles. And and like, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't seem to exist anywhere else. A lot more wheeling and dealing stuff too. Yeah, I think, I think drive to survive kind of made the team principles more of the stars than they actually are. Sure. Not to, say that wasn't, that. not to say that wasn't happening before the show came out, like, yeah. cause I'm sure it was, but damn, like <laughs> the, the, the principles now are as big as celebrities as the drivers. And it's, yeah. it's crazy. They actually, you were talking about politicalness. Um, they just on the most recent episode of the the new season of Drive to Survive. It just came out last weekend. I'm like four or five episodes in or whatever. Um, the the bouncing, the porpoising was a thing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's seals, sir. To make a noise, you so make a porpoise noise. The cam <laughs> the cameras actually caught. Um, Lean into the microphone and make a porpoise noise. A little callback right. there. Yeah, there you go. A little callback. Um, the cameras actually caught they were in a, a team principal meeting and the cameras like there was it devolved into just a straight up shouting match between all of these <laughs> team principals. It was hilarious because Toto Wolf 
Mercedes, the only team that couldn't couldn't figure this out. Everyone yep. else fixed it, and Mercedes was still trying to figure it out. So he went into this meeting and basically told all the other team managers that his quote was something like, if one of your drivers gets injured, I'm coming after you. Like, so he, <laughs> so he turned it into a, he, he said, you're playing a dangerous game and you're turning this, you know, you're ignoring driver safety. Like, because he couldn't get his engineers to figure it out. He decided to politicize it as jeopardizing driver safety for the entire grid. Wow. And like all the rest of them were like, whoa, 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 whoa. And <laughs> Horner basically got right in his face and says, your car doesn't work. So fix your fucking car. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that's hilarious. I was laughing so hard. But Maybe that's just what you're selling that too. Look at you selling race series, selling Netflix series. Come on. Yeah. I I got it bad, boys. <laughs> if it's on, I'll watch it. In marketing, it's what he does. That's true. That's true. I, He's a pro. I can't I can't help but sell shit. <laughs> well, you're good at it, so. Oh, thanks, man. Okay, I mean, I think yeah. I think so, I'm Andrew. Will, on will you that. at Will you at least watch the first few Formula One races just to see? Just give it a trial run. I'm gonna do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do results-based <laughs> investigative reporting on the first couple races. And if it seems like if, if the standings are playing out kind of like last year, then I probably won't check in again until June after their break. When do they come back like July, right after their break, something like that. July. Or I think August? it's, I think August is their shutdown, like their mandatory yeah. shutdown. Well, then maybe I'll check in after that. Uh, well, because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check, uh, IndyCar, got to got to keep an eye out for them. In all the other series, NASCAR, uh, I think NASCAR, I, I'll definitely do a little more results based viewing initially too, because I don't find the beginning of the NASCAR season to be that exciting. Are you getting sucked into the playoff? No, but I, but what I don't like dealing with, with NASCAR coverage just like I don't like dealing with it at the beginning of the NFL season, which is a sport that I actually do love uh, week three, the NFL, the NFL comparison is week three divisional games, which suck and should not be played. They shouldn't, they should not have that shit in the first eight weeks of the season. Oh, this is really going to affect playoff seating. Okay. Maybe probably not. The fact that, you know, the Vikings beat the Packers in week one of the season, was it really important? No, because the Packers sucked last year and they won like three games, it feels. You know, it's, it's like that thing. It's like, just don't talk to me about the playoffs now. Playoffs? Exactly. Playoffs? Playoffs? Don't, don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> we could barely win a game. <laughs> but but it's like that it's like that thing to me. And I know that I want to deal with that with NASCAR, especially because what I would love to be able to do is just view the racing and it and enjoy it, have it be an enjoyable product, and then also skip all the races where they talk about the big one. Just the, the, <laughs> I, 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 can we not? Can we not do that? <laughs> Well, and don't watch any of the super speedway races. I yeah, know. No, it, and that's the thing. Uh, no, right. yeah. 
it's all the it's all the the big name races right and uh yeah i don't know we've talked about that before is it the crashes that make it exciting no because from a racing perspective they're shit that the you're either you're sitting there watching them clean it up and or god forbid the race ends on a crash like that and someone who wasn't supposed to who didn't drive the best wins the race as a result of you know someone in third fighting hard screwing it up like that that's not satisfying either it's like exactly. a super bowl ending on a penalty call oh yeah weird oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that, what a running theme in sports the over uh, adjudication of everything in sports has started to damage the championships and you would have to be as the commissioner of a league like that absolutely petrified that that would continue because it just happened I mean, with the super bowl if already, it happens it, it, already it's it already it's been f1 world cup and the super bowl just exactly in the past so, if that keeps happening, <laughs> if that keeps happening, it's going to ruin the sports because no one wants to see that. That NFL ref should have stuffed that flag in his ass instead of throwing it. Was it holding a probably? Maybe. Yes. Ish. Did it actually matter? No. Did it, did it change the outcome of the game? Also, well, probably. I well, okay. change the outcome of the game. Did it change the outcome of that play? No, because Mahomes threw the ball 15 yards over the guy's head right like he, right like, not that he made that call happen uh, gamesmanship wait we're talking about the goddamn stuff Stop Get us out of here. not a oh, super bowl podcast actually well, actually we're full of things we're not today real real quick yeah this has been a fucking great episode um <laughs> breaking news kyle oh. larson is now set to run both the 2024 and 2025 indy 500s wow okay <laughs> We're just going to sign you for two years while we're at it. That's interesting. Yeah, I like it. There you go. We'll 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 wrap up on that tidbit. Little nugget to get you guys out of here. Yeah, there you um, go. So let us know what you're, you know, most looking forward to for the 2023 race season. You can uh, do so by finding us on Facebook for one. You can go check Engine Podcast. Um, Andrew, I don't know if we still have our Twitter up, but... Uh, the Twitter's still up at Check Engine Pod, but the new place to go will be the Mastodon. Yes, yes, Mastodon. Yes. I have I have finished our Mastodon account creation, followed a few people, posted a few things. Uh, you can find us. Now, if you are, you know, a real nerd and you know all what all these things mean... You can find us at Check Engine Podcast at Mastodon.social. So, so that's our that's our Mastodon account. Um, Andrew, I can give you the keys anytime. Um, yes, please. Uh, so, but I did I did make that uh, early last week, so we're ready to go there. And uh, we are still on Instagram um, at Check Engine Pod. So be sure to like, follow, share, post, DM, reach out how and when you can. You can ask us questions to answer here on the show. Let us know what you like or dislike. Give us topic ideas, anything you want. Thanks in advance. If you're uh, really into what we're doing on whatever platform you're listening to us on, leave us a review, preferably a good one, and or hit that subscribe button. It's free, and you're going to get notified of anything that we, any new content that we uh, put out into the universe for you. If you're really, really into what we're doing, and would like to support us monetarily, and uh, pff, why wouldn't you? Um, you have two. You have there two you options. Again. 
<laughs> yeah, you have two options for that. You can go to patreon.com forward slash check engine podcast, or you can find that support button on our homepage at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. Every cent pledged is put towards making this show a better one for you, and none of it goes back to us personally. So again, many thanks in advance for that. Any thank yous before we sign off? I mean, I'd like to thank Nick because not only is he the most committed to racing out of everyone in this podcast, but he also knows his shit. So it's not just it's not just for show. He knows the fields. He knows the storylines. He knows the main characters. It's impressive, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't have anything this time. This is the this is the one the one part of us being gone for so long that I'm still rusty with is the the thank yous. It was obvious, um, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Andrew took the the nice one today. I don't necessarily have much other than hopefully I wish to soon thank the lovely Macedon community for. Uh, allowing us to join and being a great place to be. So let's uh, let's live up to that, please. All I right. look forward to a future thank you someday. And I would like to thank uh, my teammate Steve and his wife Therese for uh, letting Claire and I buy their house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's that's really that, good. That's that's pretty cool of them. Um. So yeah. Thanks. Thank you to the Morell family. And then, uh, as always, thank you listeners for your continued support. We love hearing from you. We love recording this for you. And we cannot wait to speak to you again. Until we do, take care.